Well, hello, I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And this, this is, is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? You know, overall, pretty good. Good. Yeah. It's raining today. It is raining today. It's raining. It's pouring. Lila isn't snoring. No, she's not napping right now. No, she isn't. No, but she's she's chilling, so it's it's all good. She's having quiet time. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? Um, you know, it was a really tiring week. Um, but I think it was more tiring because I started and finished, uh, or caught up on the first season of a cartoon that I like, and watched two full seasons of um, the boys you on did Amazon get through Prime. It. It was three o'clock in the morning. I got up to pee last night and I was like, are you still watching the like, show? It's, it's the season finale. And he's like, it's so good. I can't stop. I was like, oh my gosh, babe, <laughs> you yeah. got to go to bed. <laughs> but it's really good. Um, it's a really interesting take on a lot of um, the superhero mythos. It's really well done. I'm so glad. You know, I heard it was really good. Um, and it deals I was, a lot. Does it? A lot. Sexual assault, um, social justice. It deals with a lot. That's awesome. That, the role that's of awesome. the role of government and corporations in everyone's daily lives, corporate and government corruption, like lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah. And like I was saying to you either yesterday or this morning, I'm glad to see Chase Crawford in this because I, I yeah. you all know I recently finally binged Gossip Girl, which was tons of fun. Um and it's always so interesting to see the what the actors go afterward. on to do. And like Blake Lively's been wildly successful. Penn Badgley's been wildly successful. Um, but I hadn't really seen much from him. And I really liked him. So I was like, oh, where did he go? I love that all these years later, he is hitting it in this yeah. show. It's and a, I've heard he's fabulous. He's really good. And the, he got in an amazing shape. He did. And the role, um, he, he the role has a lot to work with. He's got like body shame issues and all kinds of really interesting things. Like he's the guy. Spoiler alert for the boys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler this alert. In first episode of season one. Okay, so, so not too much like of a spoiler. Ago. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he, one of the other leads of the show, he uses his position of power to coerce her into performing a sexual act on him. And mm. from jump, the series is like, no, we're dealing with everything. With everything. Um, From the promo posters of what I had seen, it looked like he was an Aquaman yeah, type. Yeah, he is. He's, co- he's called the Deep. Okay, okay. Because I was like, oh, that costume and the yeah. way he's... Yeah. I was like, he seems very Aquaman. He is very Aquaman. Gotcha. Where, and Aquaman has gills behind his like ears, uh, depending on what iteration of Aquaman you're looking at. He has uh, gills on his body, like, uh, like below his ah. chest. And so he's got a lot of... He's very self-conscious. Of uh, that? Of that. Does Momoa have gills behind his ears in Aquaman? I don't believe so. Yeah, I, don't I don't believe they did gills. that. Um, but depending, it depends on what it iteration. Just depends That's on... why I said it depends on no, the No, I know, iteration. but then I immediately thought of, oh, does Momoa... He might, but they might have not touched upon it. Maybe. Maybe. It's not, it's not a needed thing for Aquaman to have. It's just an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, but The Boys is really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying it. I Yay. have. I watched Nomadland. How was it? Weird. Yeah. Weird, really weird, and it's winning everything. And I, I, I kind of get why it's winning, and I kind of don't. <laughs> that sounds like a Oscar type of movie. Yeah, it's. 
I love the subject. I love what it's saying. I love, I mean, it's, it's really making some, some grand do you, statements. But do you watch Bill Maher ever? No. No. You're not I'm Bill not Maher a huge fan. Bill Maher fan. So I know you, you he, love Bill Maher. He had a segment on his last show where he said, we need to change the name of the Oscars to the Debbies because the show is just a bunch of Debbie Downers. If, um, <laughs> that's actually, yeah. That's, that's pretty So, funny. like, I, I love honoring artistic merit at the Oscars. I think that's important. But people go to the movies for escapism. So some of the movies yeah. that you should be honoring should be um, some movies that are popularly successful. More uplifting. Not it's, even necessarily uplifting, but yeah. like there needs to be a little bit more popcorn, pop, like pop appeal to the Oscars. I get that. It needs to be less niche. I get that. And yes, it's it's always the artsy, more angsty, more like those are the stories that typically win, yeah. Um, but this year thus far, you know, typically when I'm watching award season stuff, you know, you're not going to love every single one. But I haven't found one yet where I'm like, gosh, that was a fantastic movie. Mm. And I'm just getting a little disappointed no, that I haven't a, found my like, It's a really yeah. weird year for film. That, that was where exactly where I was going to go. Is it just a weird year for film because of the pandemic and the way this is all going? Or is it just, you know, some years, none of the movies are bad. Like none of them are like, that was a bad movie. But a lot of them were, that I'm watching, I go, all right, that was very well acted. Good movie. Um, well, and you also don't know mostly entertaining and I never have to see it again. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm having a lot of those De- this year. Depending on when those movies were made, you don't know at what point during 2020 or late 2019, they might've had scheduled reshoots for early 2020 that ended up having to get canned because of COVID. And as a result, yeah. they had to run with what they already had and couldn't That's afford true. to get production remounted to go back. Huh? So that's uh, just a wrinkle to throw in there. No, like yeah, that's for, true. For a lot of the movies of this past year, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had an entire vaccine um, disease subplot they had to scrap from really? the season. And there are some really disjointed edits around it because of it. Um, like some things that like, if you actually look at it, um, with like a fine tooth comb, it just like, like, Oh, like she's there in that wide shot. But then in the close up, she's already over there. How is she, how did she get there? That mm. I mean, I know she's a super soldier, but how did she move that fast? <laughs> but how'd she go that fast? <laughs> um, like, the, like the yeah. vision, like there's things like that. There's some ADR, there's some, um, holding on reactions during somebody else's dialogue where you're like, well, we're holding on that reaction uh. because that dialogue was dubbed over. Um, Interesting. And uh, the entire subplots and characters are, um, there's a character in the show and the actress, I can't remember her name, the actress's name. She plays uh, uh, Danya Madani on the show, Um, but she's dead or very ill and sick at the beginning of the season. Mm. And spoiler alert, she's remains (laughs) sick and bedridden and uh, she's like a great actress. And like, it's killing me. I can't remember her name, but she... She doesn't have any of her lines. Oh, wow. Like her entire ser- um, purpose was like cut. Wow. And is like referenced. Yeah. And there's no point in having an actress of her... Of her caliber. Like caliber. Her, yeah. And that you're paying for and then you just cut them and out, cut basically. Everything. Interesting. So Interesting. I think there's a lot of things that are burdened with that this from this past year and that are going to also be burdened with it 
probably for the next like 18 months or so as things yeah, roll out. Yeah, it may, it may continue, that's for sure. Because you're going to end up with things that don't want to be too on the nose referential to what happened during 2020. And then some things that are like, wow, this is super topical. How do we not reference what happened? Yeah. And then you end up recutting and it's just like a mismatch, mismatched, what am I trying to say? Mishmash. A of, mishmash of, of uh, stuff. Filmmaking. Well, with Nomadland, so, okay, without getting like too into it, too into it, I had briefly heard about this in 2011, but it's one of those things where it like it happened and then left my mind, so I had totally forgotten about it. There's a town in Las Vegas that after the recession, they, they literally got pushed out. Like the government pushed out this entire little town in Las Vegas and then discontinued the zip code. And I, I briefly remembered this happening and I had forgotten until the movie started and that's what was coming up being like, this happened in 2011 and these people became nomads. They were suddenly truly homeless and had nowhere to go. And this character that played by Frances McDormand, she um, lived there with her husband and they got pushed out and then the husband had gotten very sick and he passed away and she has this van and it's just, it follows her journey of losing everything and what are you supposed to do in life when you've truly lost everything, not just your husband, but your home and your town and your zip code. Like it was scrubbed off the map. And she has a sister she goes to see at some point and they're like, stay with us. And she's like, no. And she's turned into this bit of a recluse kind of shut-in. But you then meet and see what this nomad life is like because there is an entire community who live in vans and RVs and go to these different parks and they they have touchstones around the country and meet different people and they they do things like they'll they'll trade things people will be like well i have these three plates can i have that pot or like oh you like this of this oh, here, i'll trade you for that and it's just this very different way like of life and then for jobs they'll like work the amazon holiday shift when they need extra people to get some money it's it's really Really interesting, but it was oddly uncomfortable. I just found the whole thing a little because our government and, and economy are moving closer and closer to that. I mean, maybe, may um, but David uh, Strahan, Strahern, uh, I love him. To me, he will always be Whistler from Sneakers. Like he will forever be that role to me. Uh, he's fantastic in this. She's wonderful in this, and it has heart and it makes some very bold statements. And the shots are beautiful, but it's weird because it just it's this long, silent shot of her driving and then warming up Campbell's soup on her little hot plate and then sitting out on a folding chair and just looking over this unbelievable canyon and she just eats. Like, it's really weird. And then something happens, plot point, and moves forward. But you really just kind of feel like a fly on the wall with this woman who got essentially scrubbed out of existence of her home. Yeah. And it's... I get, I do cinematically understand why it's getting all the buzz it's getting, but I, I didn't love it the way you want to root for the one that is like most likely going to win Best Picture. Yeah. I, you're kind of like, mm, I mm. think. I started one night in Miami. What do you think? I'm only like 17 minutes into it. This one so far I love. This <laughs> has been the only one that's like grabbed me from jump. Mm -hmm. And Chris Game is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. He appears. And I was like, what? So I messaged him this morning being like, I loved seeing you in One Night in Miami. It was so great. Um, he is a former acting coach for Amelia. Yes. No, he, he's an incredible, uh, he's a huge commercial casting director yeah. uh, and, and coach. And he is, he is 
wonderful and lovely, and I've adored him for many years. Um, so it was really fun to see him. Cool. See him. See him in this movie. And I, I'm only yeah about 17 minutes in, but it's it's great so far, and I I'm will glad. continue it in my little 20 minute spurts that I've been watching things. Um, oh, I got through one more. What was the other one I watched? I'll remember. Did you tell me? Am I supposed to remember this? No, I don't think I told you. you okay, so the actress I was talking about for yeah, Falcon yeah, and Winter yeah. Soldier is Veronica Falcone. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, that's because she's been working for like, you know, a while. Forever. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, do, 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 do. what's the biggest thing she's done recently? She did Perry Mason on HBO. Uh, she's huge in a lot of like telenovela films and TV shows. And she's there, but they cut all of her lines? Yeah. She, wow. Yeah. I mean, it happens to to newbies when they have their big scene coming up and they find out it's on the cutting room floor and it happens to established people too. That's part of the uncertainty of the industry. lovely industry that we are in. But it, it, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the ripples, um, the production ripples will happen for probably a little bit, a little bit longer. longer. Yeah. Because you still have a lot of people trying, like, what's, so what I think is interesting is your release weekend schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that are backloaded for Warner Brothers and uh, Disney, like in Viacom, like how do you compete against them? Mm. Um, knowing they're coming, if the weekend hasn't quite been scheduled yet, yeah, and you've got a film coming up, does that mean your film gets bumped? Or maybe your film doesn't get distribution? Oh, interesting. It's like, oh, that's scary. It is scary. Like maybe you don't get theatrical release whenever theatrical release happens again. Speaking of theatrical release. Okay, so certain businesses have closed and it's anything that's closed from COVID is of course sad and heartbreaking. Some are harder pills to swallow and it was announced 48 hours ago. (laughs) The Arclight, all of the Arclights in Los Angeles, but specifically the Arclight in Hollywood with the famous dome is not reopening as is Pacific Theaters, which is the theater at the Grove. And it was just, yeah. when we think about all of our time in LA, those the 13 years I was there, a lot of date the nights. number of times, date nights, girl nights, Out even by myself, yeah. and you go to the movies, the, the arc light. Was it the last movie I saw at the Dome, Captain Marvel? Probably. You and I were going to go see... Um, the documentary of the artists in the 60s in the hills because yeah. it was playing there, but we, we wound up not seeing it. But it's just an iconic... It's heartbreaking that Arclight and Pacific theaters aren't coming back. Yeah. It's it's one of these things of you... It's hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. A AMC business, is still going to be around. Big. Well, AMC, I don't know for how much longer. Yeah. Well, our, our three movie theaters we went to all the time were yeah. the Arclight Hollywood... The Grove, the Pacific Theaters at the Grove, and the AMC at Century City. Those were like our three spots. And it's really strange to think that COVID and being closed as long, of course businesses are suffering. Like, of course, and things are closing. But something like that large of a company and and going to the movies. So my heart broke because the landmarks are closing, and then I thought of the thousands of employees. Yeah, that's my, that's really. And I was like, my That's the thing that really tears it for me is that, you know, like, at the top levels of management and corporations, places like uh, Pacific Theaters or ArcLight, if they go up, if like they go out of business, um, they might have severance packages. But like those people who are but working for a minimum people. wage, stuffing your popcorn and filling up your popcorn, sodas, tearing the tickets, tickets yeah. at the box office, you know, all those people 
who make the movie-going experience part of the movie-going experience. And so many people, that's their first job. And then you like you work your way up, and then yeah. you become... Or that's how they sustain themselves it's how they, as artists. As artists. I had, we had so many friends yeah, who worked, worked at theaters. Arclight and Pacific yeah. Theaters. Um, I had several students who worked there, too. And it's just... It's, that yeah. one was a hard pill to swallow, yeah. especially the dome, because that is just such an iconic mm, landmark. It's such a premiere. It's a place for so many premieres and red carpets. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. So I just hope the the new owner of the dome, whoever it winds up being, whether it stays a movie theater or not, they at least preserve I think the dome the will dome. stay. I think the Arclight um, theater complex. Yeah, that that's going to be. I think that's going to get converted probably into condos. Into condos. That's what I like was thinking in too. In a minute. Yeah. If they can get it rezoned, boom. Yeah, I was hot. thinking the same thing. Super quick. Yeah. But I, I do hope the dome Get all that parking stays. right there. Yeah. You got to turn that into I apartments know. or condos. And they built all of that extra parking within the last 10 years. Yeah. Think about all the reno they did at the Pacific Theater at the so Grove. So much. Oh, uh, yeah. They did that huge reno Painstaking there. all throughout the entire building. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just... Then also think about how much you would pay for a condo right there. I mean, that is prime, prime real estate yeah. right there. And Car- for both of them, both West Hollywood for the Grove and and Yeah, Hollywood but Caruso and, and Caruso just have, with the Palisades Village, uh, Caruso is the um, property owner. He just did um, a conversion with a small movie theater and um, the... Because that movie theater that's up in Pacific Palisades used oh, to be a historic movie right. theater. He kept part of it, right, but right. then he converted the rest of the space into retail and retail um, and residential, residential. condos. That's yeah. right, apartments. Apartments. Those are apartments. Not People condos, rent apartments. ten thousand a month there. Jeez. So he's going to make his money back per square foot. Oh, totally. Yeah, and you think about that, like, who can afford that though? Especially now after the. Man. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking at the Grove or Hollywood, if that's the kind of thing they put in, no one's going to be able to afford it. Yes, they will. Man. The thing is, is that I was talking about this earlier today, like the people who have benefited the most from all of this tragedy yeah. are the people that were already benefiting before, the wealthy. Yeah, but that just the top, shows even more what's wrong with the... Yeah, the middle class is shrinking. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're talking about... You're either... Pushing people crazy into no, wealthy like nomad land. Like you're talking about people who are basically going to yeah. get scrubbed out of existence. Think about the homeless problem in, in LA. Yeah, and it got, they already got moved. Yeah, you know? it's only going to get worse. And there was that huge thing in uh, Echo Park just two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, man. They were like, you got to move now. We need to clean the... It was the something... Ab- uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they... Like police force showed up to make sure yeah, that they were them. moving. Yeah. And people were protesting, being like, they need, like, you're kicking them place, out of their homes. They need a place to stay. And they had no choice. Some some left by, they, they did it, and other people it was by force. And, and, that ju- that and just where do they go? Where do they go? Yeah. And I I not, not to say that East Los Angeles is inherently dangerous, but there are neighborhoods in East Los Angeles that are um, owned by different gangs. Yeah, yeah. And you push those, that, those impoverished um communities into those neighborhoods oh, and those people aren't going to last long. Gonna, oh, that's awful. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Oh. Or they're going to be forced into working within those gangs um, in some menial level yeah. just to subsist. And like, look. Man, oh man, I hadn't even thought of that. Now I'm all sad. Yeah. Regulate, capitalism is a great way to make money, but regulation is what we need in order to protect people from corporations and the governments. Yeah. Because like, it's just so sad what's happening all over this country and to think how lucky we are. 
Yeah. It just constantly reaffirms like, man, we're so lucky that we have family that we can stay with. Yeah. We're so lucky that most of our friends are doing well and surviving this madness in safety and health yeah. and relative financial security. But that's not the case for, for the, vast the vast majority, majority of Americans no, and, it's not. and around the world. Like it's the, really not. I'm speaking of which I'm getting my COVID vaccine on Thursday. Yes, tomorrow you morning. are. You're getting it tomorrow. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. Um, yeah. It's like four weeks. It feels like four weeks closer to, uh, well, for me specifically, it'll be four weeks closer to getting to the gym. Because I feel like once I have a vaccine, you can't tell me not to go to the gym. And you will be allowed. I know. You are so excited. And you need that. That's just I something do. you need for you. I do. Because it's going to create more routine in my life. And it's going to give me yeah. a place to, on top of therapy and working together, place where I can meditate, a temple in my, for myself. You're getting Moderna? Moderna, You're yeah. Moderna. Oh, supposedly. I could end up getting That's Johnson & Johnson. Sure. Well, they've Who suspended knows? Johnson & Johnson. They've suspended distribution. That doesn't mean it's still not available. Oh, that's or true. Or is it? Did no, they also I think suspend they, shots, too? I think they pulled, they suspended and pulled. I mean, it's the kind of thing where out of three million people, was it, what, six or eight that had this happen? But it's enough that it made them go. And it's all young women that it happened to. But uh, blood clots formed in the brain two to three weeks after the injection. Great. And so they're like, you know what? It's enough. Even though that's like not even a minuscule of a percentage, it's enough that's making people go. So they've pulled Johnson & Johnson for now, but it's still totally safe. Right. But it's still like totally safe for the the mass groupings. They just need to figure out what what happened. But you might show up tomorrow and it's Pfizer. Yeah. Who knows? No, probably Moderna. I'm thrilled you're getting it though. Me too. I'll get it soon. I, it's funny. I, I signed up and then I got two appointments within a week. And I know. And I had to cancel one. It was like, you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it. You couldn't get it. Hey, I have two appointments. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I have two appointments because I registered in D.C., in Maryland, and in Montgomery County. Right. And you're getting it in D.C.? DC. Yeah. Turned out to be D.C. Turned out to be D.C. Well, I think D.C., and it's like it's weird because it's, it's Northwest D.C., and the way that D.C. is like so heavily... Intentionally, unintentionally segregated. The fact that it's in Northwest, I'm like, yeah, of course it's in Northwest. Oh, really? That's of course where the vaccine's going to go in DC. Interesting. I, I hope they're vaccinating everyone in Southeast and Northeast as well. Yeah. Well, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. I mean, I live in a dark place. You do. <laughs> you do. That's, <laughs> that is not a false statement. <laughs> like if I don't think, I mean, I know some of the things I laughed at in the TV show, The Boys are meant to be funny, but some of them are a little bit like, it's dark humor, and I got full on like chuckle laugh. You did. You were you were laughing out loud a few times. I, yeah. ca- I would look over and go, "What Some are you, what are you very laughing Very violent, wow. macabre things. Wow. <laughs> somebody gets somebody uh, gets attacked with a tree nut allergy. Oh no! That's like the way this person gets attacked. They're like, "Was that an almond joy?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, he's deathly allergic to tree nuts. <laughs> it's a superhero who's deathly allergic to tree nuts." Oh my gosh! And it's like, and I laughed, and I was like. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. not a good guy, but that's still not a good way to go. I know, no, not at all. I know that this just made me think of this. So for Lila, for camp and for preschool coming up. No nuts. No nuts at all, um, which I totally respect and understand because of. What the, is she going to eat? Well, that's the thing. She loves her almond butter jelly sandwiches and we all this. I'm just going to have to get creative of what I pack for lunch, which also makes me go, oh my goodness, I've reached the point of momhood where I'm going to be packing lunches every day. Are like, you going to be packing lunches every day? Of course I'm going to be packing lunches I every day. I think that responsibility will more than likely end up on my head. 
nice, sincerely doubt it because it's it's mom mode, and I'm going to be packing her. I got some wide eye. This I'm going to be packing her sandwiches. Am I stepping on some toes? You are. I'm not judging yes, you. <laughs> I used to pack your lunch. Yes, I used to write you notes. I wasn't even I going there. I don't pack your lunch anymore. I and wasn't I'm even, sorry for I that. Wasn't but even for my that baby, up. yes, I oh. will be making her lunch every day. Does unless that, I'm sick and then you will. Which I, is what happened growing up. Does that mean that you'll also make me lunch? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, okay. See, that's we'll, what, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Well, when I'm making my lunch, I'm going to make Lila's lunch. But and as my, a result, I'll my pack mom it. would make all of our lunches every single day. And we all had different allergies. So she had to do like these very specific lunches for each of us. And whenever she was sick, which wasn't very often, but when she was, my dad would suddenly be making breakfast and lunches. And we always knew it was a dad sandwich because it was like a, a club that was bigger than our heads. And we'd be like, ooh, it's a dad lunch today. <laughs> I hope mom's <laughs> okay. We'd like, hope, hope mom's doing all right. Um, but yeah, no, it's just wild to think, you know, growing up, you always imagine, well, not everyone, but I, I did the point when you're like, you're going to be the mom of your own house. And then you're going to be getting up and making them breakfast before they go to school. And then you're going to be packing their lunches. And like when you get to that level or that next stage, and it's wild to think that it's right, like right around, around the, corner. the corner. Yeah. But with restrictions now, because of COVID, we can't send her anything that can come back home. So this kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Really wasteful. Well, one, it's wasteful. But two, part of the joy is picking out your backpack and picking out your lunchbox. Wait, they don't get to pick out a backpack? No, it needs to be the approved satchel thing that that the synagogue's providing. I don't know if that's going to be the case for preschool, but that's the case for camp. That is... So and like terrifying. we can't send her with her favorite sippy bottle or like if our poor little girl. Uh, that, I know it makes me kind of sad because part of the joy is like picking out that lunchbox and your favorite spoon oh. and your favorite. You can't send anything that can come back home. So everything needs to be disposable. And we're going to have to get a lot of potato starch disposable things. Yeah. So it's So it's better for the. Mildly better for the environment. For the environment. But that. You're all excited about this next stage, and then we're you're like, wait, we're not out of this pandemic yet, and it's going to be a very different idea than what you had in mind. We're tiptoeing closer and closer to being out of the pandemic. We are. I bet by preschool we'll be able to pick out a lunchbox and a, a backpack for <laughs> by her. August. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing people sending their kids to school right now, and they have their own backpacks. That's fair. Where so, and, and also, I was going to say it depends. It, it depends. I'm seeing some in LA, some in Tennessee. Some some in this area, but I guess it just depends on where you're going yeah, and what they allow. Yeah. So that is going to be strange. Yeah, that's gonna a, be a little weird. Adulting. I know. It's an interesting. I know, but that's coming up. That's coming up. You told me something today that what? cracked me up pertaining to Lila. So her schedule is changing a little <laughs> bit, and her routines are changing a little bit, and she requests songs the, and the books, and she now sings. The Disney songs back and it's so to cute. me. Last night she was singing a whole new world to me, and it was so flipping cute. But today Jason was like, "Do you sing a butterfly song with her?" <laughs> and I was like, "Butterfly song." Well, because no. she she'd asked me like about a month ago, she'd asked me to sing butterfly song. I was like, "Butterfly song." And I was trying to think through the different um, the lady lullabies. The, hey, lucky, lucky lady. But that's Ladybug. I was trying to think of a butterfly song. I was like, I don't know a butterfly song. So the only butterfly song that came into my mind was Crazy Town Butterfly. <laughs> I burst out laughing. I was like, You're singing, Come, my baby. Come, come, my baby. Come, my butterfly. Sugar, baby. To our daughter. And he was like, 
And, yeah. that, and that's the <laughs> only part of the song you can sing because the rest of it is wildly inappropriate. I just burst out laughing and it made me think of Life As We Know It, a movie that I really like that Jason doesn't, but with Katherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel when they uh, inherit basically their friend's baby. Um, and he's singing... Take over guardianship. Creep. Yeah. Inherit. Yeah, no, take over. They become the guardians. Um, but he's singing... Creep by Radiohead to her by Radiohead, and he's like rocking her to sleep. And Catherine Heigl goes in and goes, "What are you singing to her?" And he goes, "Radiohead," <laughs> and she's like, "That's not appropriate." He goes, "Everybody loves Radiohead." <laughs> he's like putting her in the crib, like singing "Creep," and then they tiptoe out of the room. He goes, "See, it worked." It just it it that is the moment that yeah. it made me think well, of. Well, I mean, it was just so, it. But I'm not singing the full song. Bone. I'm just singing the portion that's almost completely. No, you're just Child doing that one, that one little part. It just, I burst out laughing in the car when you said that. Because we yeah. snuck off and, and got uh, lunch. Date lunch. We didn't stay at the place. We just went in and we ate in the car. But it was the first time I've walked into a place to order lunch. In, in over a year? In over a year. Yeah, 14 months, 15 months. It felt months. weird. So we pull up and I look at Jason. I went, I'll come in with you. But can you please order for me? Yeah, because he it's gave also, me this look. It's also the type of counter that you hate. I hated that before yeah. pandemic. Um, and he just looked at me. I went, "Baby steps, baby steps." I came out of the house with you. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is this is good. I will walk in with you, but I need you to order my food. <laughs> Next step, you ordering and picking up the food. Oh gosh! Bum, oh, bum, that, bum, bum, bum. that is nerve wracking. I don't like that, but it's true. That'll yeah. be. Uh, anything uh, anything step. exciting you're coming up working on? Uh, how are those auditions? I need to be working more on those yeah. auditions. Uh, there's the big one for the Broadway uh, workshop that I'm... Is going to be loud? Yeah, that was a little bit louder That's than okay. I wanted he, to be. He was angling his microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I needed it. All three songs that I need to learn are three songs that I happen to not know. So oh, I'm, really, I'm really <sighs> like Good. working on those. Um, and then this one that I need to really get on. I just, I haven't really learned much yet. <laughs> the other two I got on, sent them in. They went great. It was fine. It felt really good. So it's just, you know, work, working, chugging, chugging along. What about you? Yeah, just you know, chugging along. Just a lot of real estate stuff. Um, I got to work on some scripting things and I got to schedule some, we need to schedule some headshots and we also need to schedule some shoots. Um, well, before everything gets turned back on after COVID, well, we have the advantage of shooting in places that are mostly empty. That's we true. We should do that. Yeah, we were talking about using the storage unit as something uh, to do something. Yeah, something storage unit, the boardrooms. The bo- yeah. Yeah, there's stuff yeah. to be used. And we'll, we we'll, we'll think of something. Them. We'll do like a oh, little shorts. We'll, we'll use I, them somehow. I have ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which will be, which will be fun. I'm <laughs> fading. I need to take a nap. You, how oh, nice. Go take a nap. You should. Why are you taking up? Because I have to be high energy for her daughter, and she wakes up or gets doesn't go or to doesn't, be whatever. You know yeah, what I'm trying to say? I know, I know. Um, but we'll go, we'll go take a take a breather. But I love you. I, I like that we're too. recording a little earlier in the yeah, day this nice. time. It's nice. Yeah. I just love going through all this wackiness with you. Yeah. 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 And thank you all for tuning in. Like you said. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewell. And, and this, this has been, been Married, Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Love is love. Love is love is love is love. And I know we didn't talk about it much, but or at all. But Black Lives Matter, dear lords, stop oh my just gosh. gunning people down on the street. Yeah. Even if oh, they're resisting oh. arrest, they don't need to be shot. Anyway. 
We love you. We love everyone. Take care of each other. Be good to each other. Get your vaccine if you can. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.